Good evening, uh, good viewing, good listening, you Tottenham people. Thank you for tuning in to us. Us being uh, myself, Steve Perryman, uh, Tom and Howard. We're all set up and ready to go. We haven't done a podcast since uh, the end of the year, past year. We're now in the new year, new hopes, new dreams. And they say it's the hope and the dreams that kill you. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you can tell by my face on the screen that I've had a break in Portugal. Nice weather, just a short break. Um, or the redness in my face, I'm not sure that that's not come from the Villa game performance. But yeah. we can we can talk through at some point. So all okay, chaps. Are you are you holidayed or are you rested or are you ready for the, the new podcast? All of the Good. above. All of them. Good. All of the above, yeah. Good. All set. Good. Where should we start? So first of all, congratulations to Big Pat, Pat Jennings, yep. for his CBE. Nice man, Pat, a friend of this podcast. So um, that's to go with his MBE and his OBE. Yeah. And now a CBE. I mean, I don't know if his letter heading's got enough room for all those letters. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well done and much, much deserved, of course. Um, any, any thoughts about Pat? Any stories about how great he is? Because that's um, what he is. Absolutely. Particularly, strange as it is, one of the main, most important things he did was play, when we played Arsenal in the third round of the Cup in 82. And he was playing for Arsenal. Yeah. And we, yeah. The, the only goal was Garth, which went under Pat's body. Yeah. And then he raced out for another ball and just pulled a ligament. He was out for ages. Yes, I remember that part. Yeah, I've seen that on a YouTube somewhere. And but there, um, Must be some conspiracy theorists around who say we only planned that. Yeah. And Pat, having joined um, Arsenal, is still very well thought of by the supporters, isn't he? Absolutely. Well, in fact, we've had the whole contrast this week with him getting a CBE and every, all, everyone acknowledging what a great character he is, what a great man he is. Yeah. Meanwhile... The other one. didn't get the, the other one, Soul, we should never speak his name. <laughs> He'd been ranting yeah. and raving in the papers. I mean, the, the, beha the behaviour differences between the two of them are just incredible. The, the difference yeah. in class. Yeah. I always say, though, when I give talks um, uh, and people expect me to to criticise Seoul, and I always say, for instance, sure. I, didn't, I didn't like his choice of club. But I also qualify that by saying that uh, if I'd have been a player under Sugar's regime, I probably wouldn't have stayed 19 months, let alone 19 years. Yeah. So that's not an out. It's not an excuse for him. Yeah. But there's something to be said. You've got to believe in the people at the top of your club. And if you don't, you've got a problem. Now, whether I'm not saying Sol was driven by that, but who knows? Nobody, nobody knows. But uh, I know that we all feel sorry for him because he's not been made a sir. And um, yeah, I think he's alongside Prince Harry in terms of uh, public awareness of his problem yeah. or hardships. Etc. Um, so Gareth Bale retirement. 
What's your memories yeah. of Gareth? Um, basically, I think we had two fantastic years out of him where he was just unplayable almost. Um, yeah. He'd pick up balls anywhere on the pitch and just go. And that's such tight control at such pace. It was amazing. It's just a shame that uh, he devoted himself more to his national team than his own club. And yeah. we can all see the games he missed. Um, but nonetheless, he was a great player. Yeah. I don't, you Tom, were you happy when he came back to us on loan? Yeah, delighted. It was just such a shame we didn't really get to see him, you know, in 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 the flesh, barely at all. And and the fact that Jose clearly didn't, yeah, it wasn't Jose signing, and 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 he ended up not really playing him as much as he he could have done. But I mean, I think he got like, you know, sixteen goals in thirty games yeah. or, or or whatever, which for a you know player just coming back in like that and hitting the ground running, um, says a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, how, how would you say we got two good seasons out of him? I think we got, I think we got three really good seasons out of him. Actually, I think the 10, 10 11 when he um, with the taxi for Mycon uh, yeah. game at White Hart Lane, um, which which was just one of those. Yeah, they, they say that Aaron Lennon used to for, for for a while. Aaron Lennon was the guy who kind of um, made the whenever he got the ball, you heard the clack of the the seats kind of as everybody stood up. It yeah. kind of you heard that. Um, but I think that season Gareth Bale transformed. The way um the way we looked at the 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 the, the wings at yeah you know, he, he played he, he played left and he right and he played right at times sure. as well but um but then like you say there there were the two seasons after that I guess where he literally transformed games on his own um and you know when you pay however much we pay to go to watch Spurs or have anyone pays an you know so much money to go to watch a football match and that's the kind of player you want to see um you know doing doing that kind of thing that gets you off your seat and and takes your breath away um yeah, special moments by a special player absolutely yeah you so you can all you can all think back on you know for lot, lots of different players but obviously bow was was very special wasn't he which uh, just for my interest who, who signed bow uh, it was Martignol, but I think um, yeah, he, he, signed, he signed at the beginning of the season where Martignol left that yep. uh, the, a few months later. Uh, I think the it wasn't Frank Arneson because Frank Arneson had left the year before. Okay. Um, I'm struggling to think who it would have been um, upstairs. Oh, I think Kamoli. it might have been Camoli actually, yeah. And now you yeah. mention it. Yeah, it must have been Camoli. Um It was the same summer we signed um, Eunice Kabul, I think, and Darren Bent. Yeah. Um, so uh, and Giovanni de Santos maybe, but um, yeah. no, Gareth Bale was uh, yeah, what a signing! So glad we had him. Howard, how quickly did you supporters realize the talent that he had? I think the supporters were, were, were quite keen on him from quite an early time, partly because yeah. of his pace, I think, which stood out. Yeah, and as we, as we were saying before, Harry wasn't that keen, he'd be ready, ready to loan him, send him out on loan. Yeah. And it's right. it hadn't been a totally different mm -hmm. story. And that was the forest, wasn't it? The the loan, yeah. possible yeah, loan. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Some player, eh? Some player. Yeah. yeah. Good. So um, of course this is a Tottenham program, but um the passing of uh, Viali, yeah. ex Chelsea player, manager, but of course Juventus and various clubs. Um May he rest in peace. Uh, wonderful Absolutely. player in his time. Um, I have a Viali story linked into Japan. Um, in one of the seasons, 
the Japanese season finished. I come home for about a month. And the Japanese players, rather than take the month off, would, pro would prefer to keep training. So a few of them over the course of two or three years would come to England. And this particular year, Saito, who's a Japanese international centre-back, asked if he could stay with us in Gerald's Cross, Buckinghamshire, and could I find him a club for him to train three or four days in, in a particular week? And I thought, well, that's a strong possibility at Tottenham, but, but that would mean me having to drive him across London and back again, wait and back again. So I prefer to get him somewhere closer and the closest uh, premiership club to where I lived was uh, Heathrow, Chelsea. So I spoke to someone there and Fiali very kindly said, yes, he can, he can train with us. So I took him along and that was only about 10 minutes from my house, which was great. Introduced him to everyone and he went off to the changing room and got changed. And uh, Viali very kindly asked me about my experience in Japan and the fact that we just won the league. So the timing of that was great. And um, Steve, you know, what system do you play? And did you change the system? Did you stick with one system? Uh, what was the basis of why you think you won the league? So I told him about playing 3-5-2, having two virtual wingers as the wingbacks. But basically, from a defensive point of view, we didn't play offside. I didn't allow the players to play offside. And I got them to understand of when the ball is going to be delivered over the back of you, you go early. So there's no going to be no Tony Adams arm up pleading. The point of that was that, that I didn't trust the linesman. Hmm. maybe maybe didn't trust the players to play it correctly um so i told him this and he was very interested in that you know someone not playing offside because most do anyway at the end of the session that saito's first session um they played the first team against reserves and they very kindly picked saito in the reserve team in this 11 v 11 and within 20 seconds of that game starting Saito came out, Tony, Tony Adams style, with his hand up, calling for an offside. There's no linesman. There's no linesman on a practice, practice, eleven v eleven. So Viali just took a look at me as though to say, "You were kidding me, weren't you?" Anyway, so um, yeah, shame that. Um, yeah, a repeat. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Um. So let's go to the. Uh, we have to, we mentioned the Villa game. Um, again, I watched it in Portugal. I was, I don't think I've been so depressed about a game for a long, long time. Were you both there at the game? Yep. Yeah. Sadly. Exactly yeah. as you say, one of the worst performances. I don't quite know why we've had some terrible performances in the last few years. This one stood out because I suppose we bought the players, we've got the new manager, everything's there. How can we go and do that? I think other than the Kane chance that bounced off the line, um, uh, mm. so that's all. I think Ashley Young actually made a very good clearance, but um, yeah. it was um, we we just had no imagination. The crowd were, I think you could you, you can often tell within five minutes what kind of 
game it's going to be and i think the crowd were pretty restless from from a few minutes in because it was just so i mean villa, villa played in a way where they had six or seven behind the ball almost all the time um minimum yeah. um, and um and but they were well coached and they um probably deserved the win in the end but yeah it was a it, it was a toxic atmosphere at the end really and that man that manager's had a lot of success against us has not he in individual games yeah i mean he's so i mean so, so, certainly at the emirates um he's uh he, I think he, he his record is really good mm. really good against us so so yeah so that was a particularly disappointing day and whenever we have those days it comes down to tempo again doesn't it the this yeah. tempo thing keeps coming back so I think we were all particularly negative going into the Palace game. Yeah. A sort of weakened team, injuries. Was there a suspension or two? No Kulisevsky, no Bentoncourt. Yeah. So, and probably memories of past games at Palace where we, we hadn't quite performed. And uh, all of a sudden it turned around, didn't it? Mm. I thought that was yeah. The first, I, thought, I actually thought we started the game very well. Looked a lot more confident than I thought we would for the first kind of fifteen twenty minutes. Um, and uh, Brian Gill was looking lively, but then it kind of fell back into the second the, the second half of the first half. Just ended up feeling like the Palace game last season where they just bullied us and um, looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. It only seemed like a matter of time. So that made it even more of a surprise that we then turned it around again in the second half and swatted them away really um another second half performance getting used to that any 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 reason we can give for that howard no any reasoning I... behind that second half sort of upsurge in well, confidence I... or tempo or do we have to leave it to the manager at half time to to put a rocket up us to to go and perform we certainly shouldn't have to no shouldn't do we do no. but well, what, I... what i also figured was the first half was terrible. Second half suddenly we took off and it was easy, relatively speaking. Yeah. But the only if those other players, Bentenko or etc., was fit or half fit at half time, there must be a temptation to bring them on. Yeah, not seriously. And yet, <laughs> probably had we taken, had we brought, brought them on, we'd have lost. Maybe we don't possibly, know. possibly. Yeah. How how do you therefore decide? You automatically pick pick your best players. And suddenly, if one's not available, what do you do? Yeah. I guess, like in, Steve, in your coaching experience, would you could you imagine a coach like Conte saying, "Don't just don't get out of first gear for the first half hour. Conserve your energy, and then and then really and then pick it up in the second half when they're tiring." Because that just seems to me the only logical explanation mm. as to why we can so consistently be so passive in the first half but then suddenly look creative and energized in the second half in such on such a regular basis and yeah it almost just seems to me like it has to be mm. has to be instructions i can't imagine any coach living by that that rule start off slow mm. <laughs> let's let's lure them into a false sense of security and yeah. then when they get tired we'll we'll go for them i just can't imagine that yeah. um yeah one of the positives for me and i know not just me a lot of people was when sar came on yeah. and i know very little about sar and i've heard that he was in the world cup and he did he play a game for yeah. senegal yeah and it was the first 
two times he touched the ball. I couldn't quite believe what I saw. Now, was it outstanding? Was it special? We've spoken about Bow. We've spoken about Pat Jennings, Viali. These are all special players. Did Saar look special? He looked special in his simplicity of what he did. Yeah. And a lot of people could say, well, you come on 2-0 up. Of course you're going to show yourself. Of course you are. Well, I'll tell you what. You can see the goal, and it's 2-1. With that crowd, with that noise, at Palace, it's now game on. So it's not a it's not a nailed-on result at 2-0. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, this lad just brought some semblance to that game. Yeah. He passed what he saw. And I'm thinking about Bill Nicholson's instructions to me. Said it a hundred times. Steve, play quick, easy and accurate, and you'll have a career. This lad just played what he saw. Right. Yeah. Very simple, very correct, but also at tempo. At tempo. He challenged for the ball. He broke up their play. And I'm, this was, as much as I'm delighted with the 4-0 result and the fact that we'd recovered something from the, from the Villa game, I went to bed extremely happy at what I've seen. Yeah. We've found a player. Yeah. And Tom, do we know, we've heard, and I don't think it's rumours this, about Spence not being a Conte signing, being the chairman signing with regard to the future. And of course, he's entitled to have an opinion about that. Do we know if Saar was a similar signing by the chairman or by the manager or just by his judge? I'd be, I, I think I'd be having a guess if I said anything. I, guess, yeah, of, I think, of course, of I mean, course. I mean, I don't, I, I get the feeling. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you'd hope we wouldn't sign anyone without the manager saying, at least having some kind of input and yeah, yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. But I mean, I think um, it's, it's, it's a shame not to see Spence. Yeah. Showing he a bit. Looks, he looks a good player. He looks good, but I think, but I think certainly in terms of like getting the crowd up at the beginning of a game, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Portsmouth game last week on Saturday, for example, we just thought, you know, would have been nice to have seen him. Yeah, if he, he's playing against League One opposition, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he tore. Just give him, give him a game and give the crowd something to get excited about on a twelve thirty kickoff on was, a Saturday. I think that was the big surprise that that a understrength team, obviously, then why wasn't he picked? in that sort of game to, to show us, yeah. to show what he's got. And, only, and I was particularly surprised by that. The only reason I was thinking they, they might not have started him was so he wouldn't be cup tied for a loan, but then they brought him on with like 10 yeah. minutes to go. So I was wrong yeah. about that. That's that out the window. Where, where yeah. is uh, Patricio, whatever his name is, our oh, director of football, where does he stand in all this? Um, I don't think sure, I've heard His him. job was to sign, sign, sign players, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think I've heard any comment from him about no, about about Spence. All I've heard is, yeah, that that famous Conte interview where he said he was a club signing, um, rather rather than my own signing. Um, didn't say anything more disparaging. Yeah, nothing disparaging. Sure. Um, but certainly sure. just in the way that we've seen him, um, not not play. Whereas Emerson is kind of um, bless him, struggling and 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 not having a good time with the the fans lately either. Um, Tottenham fans love a scapegoat. And, and that's I who think, we've got I moment. think the, uh, the Spence situation adds to that problem. 
mm. because they're a bit upset that they're not seeing him. Yeah. Then it sort of falls back on the one who is being picked. Yeah, through no As fault for, of his own. Yeah, through no extra fault anyway. Mm. But um, so we go on to the Portsmouth game, the FA Cup game, and uh, Saar plays again, plays 90 minutes. Were yeah. you as happy with him in the second game as you were the first one? Yeah. Against, yeah. How would you I'm, like him? I definitely thought he was, he looks like quality players. Yeah. He's comfortable on the ball. He's so comfortable on the ball. It's like, ah, oh, he's been there all the time. Yeah. He certainly looked um, a bit more uh, composed than Skip did at times. Yeah. Um, he did, actually. He yeah. Did. Skip, I think Skip looked, I mean, he's been out a long time, but he's, he certainly looked a little. Uh, a little rusty. Um, had a good chance as well, but I think the best, like I say, the thing with Sar is that he's just he's just not looking out of place, and um, yeah. and and that there's a lot to be said for that. I revert back to the same problem that always comes up when we have a disappointing uh, performance: the lack of tempo. Well, Sar in that game, there was a foul. The ball came to Sar. You know what he did? Put his hand on it and played it. Yeah. I haven't seen that for a couple of years, at least. Harry does it a few times. Harry can do it, but it's 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 more useful from midfield, I sure. think, just to get the get the play going. Because you know, normally when a foul is given against you, it seems that everyone turns around to the referee and has a moan. Well, guess what? Put your hand on the ball and play. Yeah, it, well, like... it actually does the referee a favour because it stops the moaning because. The opponent should then recover to his goal because the ball's gone. I'm thinking of that um, the Son goal at Old Trafford during lockdown when we won six one, when yeah. uh, when Kane just took that free kick that so Kane, quickly, yeah. and that. and uh, everyone else is complaining and whinging, and we go away and score a goal. Yeah, but you that's what that I wanted five times that that game. It was Southampton then. That was Southampton, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to see tempo added to our team, and I've started to listen to yourself, Steve. Our problem is tempo. So now, when I watch a game, a full game, like Portsmouth, I'm watching it to say who, if anyone, takes tempo away from us. Where when does the flow stop? And actually, after 20 minutes, I'm thinking it's the two wing backs. Mm. It's the two wing backs get to a position instead of going one for one and, and going against their opponent, they turn back and play back and square and uh, the other side and all that stuff. I mean, Saar closes quickly. So it's yep. not all about us with the ball, it's how quick you want to win it back and how quickly you go and put the opponent on with the ball, how quickly you put him under pressure. So I couldn't see a problem with this lad, Sar. Maybe I'm overdoing it. Maybe I'm overdoing it. But I think he's a throwback to the tempo that I think was in our team some years ago, in the better years, of course, not the, not the, the relegation season or whatever. Um, but uh, I think this lad has got a very big future for us. And um, the selection on... The weekend will be very interesting as yeah. per, of course, who's fit, who's not fit, who's ready, who's not. Harry has a willingness to play, doesn't he? 
Absolutely. He wants to play every game. And thank Christ he does. <laughs> because actually, there wasn't that much difference between the two teams. Portsmouth and Tottenham the other day was there. I mean, it's a magnificent goal. As their, as their standing manager said, a special goal by a very special player. World-class, in fact, player. Yeah. And that's what it was. The way he took that goal was phenomenal, wasn't it? Mm, excellent. So are you confident for the Arsenal game, chaps? Um, I, hate, I hate to get scared of these things, but I am concerned that it could be put. Yeah. I just yeah. hope that they get they're so G'd up by Conte and by the whole atmosphere as happens on Derby days. Yeah, yeah. Well, really go for them. What was Gary Neville's comment after the last game we played against the Lane was uh, the Tottenham fans brutalised the Arsenal team, <laughs> and we need to do that again. We definitely need to do that again because um, that atmosphere is what can make or break it. You know, we always yeah. we always wilt at the Emirates. Partly because of the atmosphere that they create, I think, and um, it's yeah. up to us to do the same in our in our place. And obviously, we've got a chance for Harry to break Jimmy's record on the on the day, well, which would be some, very sweet. Someone's got to put a break on this Arsenal team because they're looking very impressive. I have to say, I didn't see any of the Oxford United game um, yesterday. This 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 recording is is being done on on Tuesday night and, and be out on Wednesday, but I didn't see the game on Monday at, at Oxford, but they are looking potent. They're looking like they're dealing with not having their sort of striker available for some weeks. I, I sort of hope that you don't want anyone to be injured, but um, we've got to put a break on them, haven't we? Their league form. They're, Absolutely. At the yeah. minute, they're looking... They're looking very hot. So, of course, we've all got hopes of Man City, but, and they've got to play Man City twice, haven't they, the Arsenal? Yeah. So, as let's, do we. Uh, let's hope for the, yeah, but as do we. Let's hope for the best. So, um, the other yeah. thing about the, uh, the, the uh, Portsmouth game was that we took my granddaughter to her first game. Ah. She's just turned seven. I wasn't sure how she'd be. She was leading the singing. Oh, was brilliant. she? That's great. It was great. Excellent. She wasn't singing when Steve went up to lift the FA Cup. She's she? done that as well. Ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Howard, you're a good teacher as a granddad, let me tell you. And congratulations to her parents, by the way. Thank you. If she's got if she's got that about her. So um yeah. Uh Rumour time, I suppose. There's all sorts of rumours always about Tottenham. Who are they going to sign? Anyone yeah. you really think that the rumour might be true, Tom? I mean, I think Poro is kind of the um, the one that keeps keeps coming up, suggesting that we're slightly, uh, possibly slightly off on the um, valuation for a change um, at the moment. Uh, usually Hagman those last few million, but certainly he seems to be a player in a position that we badly need to strengthen. Um, we've seen him play twice against us this season already for, for Sporting. It's very yeah. good. Um, Trossard from Brighton is right. a name coming up this week as well. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, One of the favourites I've seen is um, Marcus Edwards. Yes. Marcus Edwards, of course, yeah. yeah. Because the benefit there is we only have to pay half the fee. We get half the... We've got sell-on fee, don't we? Yeah. Is that mm -hmm. right? So you, you gain out of that? Of course you do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Daniel does do that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I think, mm. but I think, like when you think like last last January, like none of us knew. Very, very, very so, so, so speaking for myself, I knew very little, if anything, about Kulusevski and Bentancur, and certainly yeah. within a day, yeah, they those signings just came out of out of nowhere. There'd obviously been words on behind the scenes, and um, sometimes yeah. it's nice to just kind of, you know, blissfully uh, be unaware of, of of what's going on. Unfortunately, there's just so much noise everywhere that you're always going to be hearing rumours and anger about this and craziness about that but hopefully there might just be another couple in the fire that 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 that, that, yeah. that come out of nowhere and um it would just be nice if we could do it early in the window for a change and um mm. yeah be ready for these big because we've got huge games arsenal city twice um yeah. and, and and it would have been nice if we could have uh been a bit more prepared for those perhaps with um with bolstered reinforcements but yeah you know let's see if we can get another kudoseski and benton core style um Posit- yeah, pos- positive enter the transfer window, then yeah, people will be happy. Yeah. If I can just revert back a bit to the past, um, someone sent me a message today that Chris Hewton has been seen in Swindon, as if Chris is sticking himself up for the Swindon job. I'm not quite sure that's that's correct. So another rumor. Any uh, any thoughts on the rumor of um, ownership, Qatar? Based, etc. For our for our great club, it sounds like a lot of uh, speculation with journalists putting two and two together. If Daniel was in the same city as the the uh, guy at the other side, um, yeah. but I think it's it's so remote that I think that, uh, if it went more seriously, then you'd have the start of the campaign, a bit of campaign against the Qataris coming in. From a moralistic civil rights point of view, yeah. Um, I think, and if you add to that the anti-Semitic element of Qatar and of the Jewish people, sure, sure. Yeah, asking a lot, of tr- lo- a, a lot to overcome if you're going to be going into that situation. Yeah, let's put that in the um, the rumor bracket then until further notice. Um, again, going back to the the past, I went to uh, listen to Tony Galvin last night give a talk in uh, Little Marlow at a friend's pub and he was top quality like he was as a player and um, yeah, puts himself down a bit too much when he talks but uh, but a very, very good man, Tony and a friend of the podcast, of course. So, um, so yeah. And Howard, I think when we were talking earlier before this podcast, I said how funny he was and you said did he know he was being funny? <laughs> Probably not. So, um, yeah. Um, I've got some talks coming up. Around uh, about January, and I fear the bad weather and fear driving too far in such bad weather. Of course, we've had snow already. Um, so I stay local. I'm in Chippenham on the 28th of January. Biddeston, lovely village on the 3rd of Feb and Portishead near Bristol on the 11th of Feb. Um, more to come after that further afield in March, Peterborough and Michelover and actually Maidstone all in March. So anyone interested to hear what, uh, what I've got to say about the past and the present and maybe the future, then uh, please look on Facebook for, for details of those uh those talks coming up. 
But uh, if you get a chance to go and listen to Tony Galvin, I would, if I was you, I would take it. And um, and yeah. Um, Howard, have you read the book yet? Have you been through the 81 book? I have. Good. It's, it's very good. It's very impressive. A few people who've come in have seen it. They don't like all books that. Brilliant. Explained. And so... Tom, I've got one for you when I see you. I was about to say, <laughs> where's mine? And you eventually got our present for you, didn't you? I did. It's lovely. It's lovely. I should have had it here to hold it up, actually. It's uh, it's in the other room, but yeah. And, and that was the one positive to come out the villa game. It was. I went down to uh, went down to the main entrance to meet um, Howard's lovely wife and uh, collected it from her. And uh, Chris, my friend who was with me at the time, said, I just can't believe I just met um, Brett Goldstein's mum. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay, troops. So thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I certainly hope that we can all enjoy the weekend. Um, someone wrote to me the other day, you're watching the game from sat on the settee or behind the settee. Let's see how the early moments go in that game. But um, I, I was feeling particularly negative before the Palace game. Yeah. Not as negative for this game but uh if we get anywhere near that result that would be wonderful so um you both going i suppose absolutely unfortunately the uh the game's got moved to the day of my daughter's birthday it's the first game i'm missing this season and um yeah i'm not not not, I'm not happy so you're being a proper father i'm being a proper father i'm going to be uh entertaining a room of seven-year-old girls with uh, gritted teeth i think so um yeah i'll be missing that but i will certainly have uh access to a, 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 some kind of screen that's showing it no matter what sure okay well thank you all for listening uh, good you. luck to us all at the weekend and um come on you spurs <laughs> <laughs>